You're listening to the Astro Backyard Podcast. Capture the night sky. This podcast was brought to you by APT, Astrophotography Tool. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Astro Backyard Podcast. My name is Steve from Ontario Telescope and Accessories. My name is Trevor from astrobackyard.com. So today we want to talk about um, uh, a few things. Uh, Trevor, as some of you know, well, those of you who follow him on his uh, YouTube channel and uh, Facebook, and if you're not, you, you should. Um, Trevor Thanks, has... Steve. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Trevor has... And, and tell your friends, by the way, as well. Um, <laughs> Trevor has a new mount. It's the CEM... Sorry, the Ioptron CEM60. Uh, and he's been playing with that for a bit, uh, so we want to cover on that and, and uh, some of its features. Um, I have some good news, by the way, Trevor. Oh, really? We are now, Ontario Telescope and Accessories is now a William Optics dealer. So I saw the the video that you had done on the Z61. It was 61, yep. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I was so impressed by it that um, I contacted William Optics and and I asked about being a dealer, so we worked out an arrangement, and uh, this is all very new. This just happened yesterday, um, and we are now Canada's newest uh, stocking um, William Optics dealer. So uh, in the next week or so, things will start coming up on the website, and anyone listening in Canada that wants to buy a William Optics scope, um, give me a call. Hook me up. Look me up. So we can. That's that's can, huge, man. That's William Optics makes such amazing uh, refractors. I know there's a lot of fans, myself included, of their of their gear. Yep. And uh, that's amazing, man. Congrats. Thanks, man. Well, you know, when I, I uh, go to star parties and I see them being used, I look at them and the quality is just you can you can see the quality uh, just by looking at it without even having to look through it. I know it's a quality instrument, and uh, um, I'm I'm quite excited. Uh, for that, because that's another fantastic um, uh, product line that, that we can offer uh, our customers. Totally. So, um, yeah, that that's new. And uh, uh, before uh, before we really get into it, I want to mention something. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, he doesn't know I'm about to say this, uh, uh, Stan in Saskatchewan, Canada, um, has been posting some awesome, awesome images with... Uh, his um, QHY163C camera. Um, and uh, if anyone wants to, to see what he's been doing, he's been doing some awesome deep sky stuff. Um, uh, you can find his images on the Saskatchewan RASC. And RASC is the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada. So the Saskatchewan RASC Facebook page, he posts them up over there. And uh, um, <laughs> it's pretty amazing stuff. And it's with a color camera, right? And it just goes to show you don't always need to have that have a mono camera um, to to produce fantastic um, uh, images. So uh, get a chance to uh, check out Stan's stuff. Um, and again, if you if you're taking images, right, we want to see them. Um, post them on our Facebook page, right? Facebook.com/slash/astrobackyardpodcast. So uh, yeah, share because that. That, that's what this is all about, the community. Yeah, I'll have to check those images out. I haven't seen them yet, and uh, I'm very interested to see see them. Yeah, so um, so you have the CEM60, and 
uh, I saw it on one of your videos. You are now controlling it with the computer. Are you still mm -hmm. doing that? I'm still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you like it? I love it. So it's the first time. Everybody gave me such a hard time for using the, just the hand controller uh, with the HEQ5 Pro that I used to have. Uh, very basic, but I just got used to it. And I could have actually controlled that mount via ASCOM and EQ mod. Uh, I just never got around to it. Uh, but with this new mount, the CM60, I wanted to make sure I uh, upped my game. So I've got it connected uh, to my PC now, and I'm controlling the mount. Uh, even from inside the house uh, via team viewer uh, so I'm just loving it but uh, yeah I'll let you kind of talk about just the basics of the CM60 a little bit more first sure. before I, I geek out so really quickly just by looking at the mount favorite feature I'm putting you on a spot my favorite feature yeah it's um, I would say I love the actually the magnetically loaded gear system so the engage dis disengage for the um, both axis, the uh, the RA and the deck, uh, it is so smooth and it just locks in. You can tell it's a magnet, so balancing is easier. Uh, that's why it's so, there's no noise when you're slewing. Um, that stuff. I think that's my favorite feature. Did Did you find yourself looking at the mount to make sure it was actually moving? <laughs> actually, yeah. The, the first time I was like, wait, I don't hear anything. Like something's wrong. It's so quiet. And that, <laughs> that, that that's the beauty of. Um... Of that mount in the Ioctron mounts, uh, or in, in any mount that uses a stepper motor, they're just so, so quiet. And the accuracy is um, so much more precise over a mount using a servo. Um, and uh, for anyone that goes out into a field and brings a, a battery with them, they're not as heavy on, on a battery. They consume a lot less power um, than a servo would. That's so, a huge benefit to me. That's yeah. uh, anyone that uh, images... Um, you know, travels and uses a battery. That's something they're constantly thinking about is losing that battery power. So the fact that it kind of eases up a bit, that's a yep. huge benefit. Yeah, especially if you're using that, that battery to power up, uh, do heaters, um, which are going to be heavy on a battery, uh, maybe your laptop as well. Um, yep. Uh, knowing that your main piece of equipment is consuming very little power is is a bonus. So, um, you, know, I, you know, I have a 30 amp, 35 amp hour battery um, that I use when I go into the field. Uh, mm -hmm. A little bit better than a car battery, the one that I use. And um, I have an iOptron uh, IEQ30 Pro, which uses steppers as well. And I had that running all night with my dew heaters and... Uh, it was still running in the morning when I woke up, um, so I, I was quite impressed with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's a good battery too, so you know that makes a difference. But with the the CEM sixty, you know sixty stands for uh, sixty pounds, so you have a sixty pound payload. Um, it is a center balance design, so all your weight is going directly over the uh, the tripod or the tripeer in uh, Trevor's case. So that adds a lot of stability to the overall system. The uh, uh, other great features of it, uh, you have that built-in uh, USB hub right at the, um, oh, what's that called? The dovetail. The Yep, right at the base of the dovetail. Yep, that's it's it, right yeah. there, very accessible. Yep. Right where you're focusing, they're yep. right there. It's all there. So, you know, you, you bring in your USB 
um, main USB plug. It's USB 2. You plug it into where the polar scope is. Um, you can put uh, auxiliary 12 volt power so you can have a 12 volt power source up at your scope as well. So you have a lot less wires hanging around uh, to get caught up in. And uh, you can plug, if you have a, an automated focuser, you can plug it in over there, your camera, your guide scope. Um, you just have a lot less cables hanging around. And uh, Actually, that... you just reminded me, one, one of the other features I forgot, and it might be tied for my favorite, is that uh, because of the, the Z design, that open puller scope, Mm. Uh, at all times, right? The uh, yes. the the declination shaft is not blocking it, so I can kind of go in and recheck it. I don't know; it's just peace of mind. It never changes if if everything's locked down. But I really like that feature. Yeah, you're right. You don't have to uh, uh, rotate um, your scope ninety degrees to uh, to access the polar scope. Yeah, the, the CEM twenty five is the same as well, um, and. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you're right. In any position, right? You don't any position. So yeah. anytime during your imaging session, you want to look at your, your app for where uh, Polaris should be, you just go down and confirm it and just, you know, give yourself peace of mind knowing that your your polar align is, is, is on. Yeah, actually, you don't even have to look at an app. Right. It's because, on there, isn't it? Yeah, because the hand controller will tell you where to position Polaris. Um, which is, These which new is, mounts, I tell you. I'm just not ready. Pretty powerful. Yeah, so... It, um, and that's because of the built-in GPS, a 32-channel GPS um, sensor, so you don't have to buy an, an external one. Uh, you know, I, it, there's so many great features on the mount, I can go on and on uh, about it. Um, but, you know, the, the, it, it's just a fantastic imaging system. Uh, anybody who's looking to put a big scope can put it onto this mount securely. Uh, the dovetail clamp will support both Vixen and... Los Mandy um, dovetails. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I saw a video online. Um, uh, this gentleman put an, actually 60 pounds of payload and um, the equivalent counterweights balanced out the whole system. Did a major slew with it. The thing didn't even whine. It didn't complain. It just did it. You could probably put more than 60 pounds. You could probably put 75 on it. I'm not suggesting you do that, mm -hmm. but it's... It, um, but even at maxed out at sixty pounds, even it at was still running, out, it still right? ran like uh, like it does when when my twenty pound of gear is on there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you can trick it out really well. Uh, the the uh, there's a wireless adapter um, that you can get for it, so you can control it uh, through an iPad um, with Planetarium software, and you can also do wireless ASCOM with with it as well. Uh, so, you know, again, one less cable that you have to worry about. Um, the CM60 has been around for a few years, so, you know, the it's a pretty mature platform now. The firmware has been updated a few times to put in new features. Uh, you can do your, your standard one, two, three-star alignment. If you can't see uh, Polaris, you can actually do an alignment off of a, um, a bright uh, star as well right. so that, that that's really cool um and then you know just as you ex would expect with any performing mount uh the the accuracy is really good i think it was um uh plus minus five percent uh no plus or minus five arc seconds of accuracy 
when I used it, I was getting easily four and a half minutes um, before I saw any star trailing. And I, and I can tell you that I had a really bad polar alignment with it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a really good mount. And, and anyone who, uh, who has one, I'm sure, will, will back that up. Uh, yeah, uh, if, if you're interested in seeing uh, some of the actual, like, PhD guiding performance and looking at my graph, the RMS error, um, my latest post on Astro Backyard, I've shared some screenshots from, from some of the early guiding results I've had with it. Uh, and it just, it's just been amazing. Um, yeah, so check that out if you want to see some actual results, uh, early results using the CM60. Yeah, and for anyone that says, you know, Steve, that's a great mount, but it is out of my budget, and I don't have a 60-pound payload that I need to worry about. I have this 80-millimeter refractor or 102-millimeter refractor um, or a small Mac. Um, Iopteron also has the CEM25P, which is a 27-pound payload. It is the Z design, and this is actually the third um, version of this mount. It originated as the ZEQ25, and then it came out with the CEM25, so they went from servo to stepper. That was a right. big jump. And, and now they have the CEM25P, which stands for precision, and what they basically do is they almost hand select, hand match up the the warm gear with the main drive gear, uh, to, and just to some in machining and in casting, you, there's going to be some flaws in that warm gear, so they just go through a better selection process and picking out that warm gear, and they uh, the overall result is getting better accuracy. So that class mount you're getting, I think it was ten arc seconds peak to peak, which is really good for an eleven hundred dollar ish uh, Canadian dollars uh, mount. Plus you get mm -hmm. all the other features in, in the CEM60 as well. So you get that magnetic um, clutch. You get the or the, the meshing. You get the um, uh, same type of hand controller where it will tell you where Polaris is. Actually all the Ioptron ones do that. Um, and again you get the, a fantastic imaging platform uh, where you can look through the polar scope at any time, uh, which is uh, one of Trevor's favorite features by the sounds of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's there's a, a good option there for anyone who who's looking to still get the same performance but in a smaller package. Mm -hmm. And it's still, the, the CM60, I didn't even say how uh, lightweight it is, considering that, that it can hold 60 pounds. I can still... Uh, I move the tripod, the mount, the scope, and the camera all attached at once. I can move it in and out of, out of the garage all attached. So it's, I mean, it's it's uh, it's heavier than the HEQ5, but uh, I mean that peers a lot of the weight too. But still, mm -hmm. the fact that it, it has that huge payload and it's still that light and portable, yeah, is nice. Well, that pier will support over 200 pounds. There you go. And uh, the, you can put you, you you can put any mount on it really. Um, there's adapter plates available for it, so you can put on uh, an EQ8, you can put on a, a software Bisque Mighty, um, uh, uh, there's adapters for Takahashi and Astrophysics. So I it, love the pier mount. It's, you know what, I think of it like 
it's almost like that pier is right into my the concrete of my patio like that's how solid it is and that's what it feels like yeah it is i have a very solid system like i even if i kicked it nothing would happen put it no. that way as opposed no. to the tripod where i'd be like okay gotta well, start over and it has a built-in vibration pads yes those little feet i think so, that helps because i always wondered because of um I live on a busy street and I just wondered if like when a big truck goes by, those vibrations are actually getting felt all the way into the backyard. Yeah. So um, I guarantee they help someone in, in a situation like mine and I know there's others like me. Yeah. So my um, my back is slowly recovering from, from my construction project. It'll be at least a month. Before it recovers fully? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. A lot of... Uh... A lot of deep blue rub um, to, <laughs> to soothe, soothe the pain. A labor of love, though. It is, yes. So my pod should show up in the next week or so. Um, I got that Sky Shed pod. I'm so excited oh, for it. Um, so cool. You realize you have to have like a grand opening uh, party where uh, I come check it out, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I've already sized up one of the bays for a beer fridge. Oh, that's a must. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I got it with three bays of thinking, okay, computer goes in here, some storage yeah. in there, and uh, some, so what about the third one? Like, beer fridge, right? Yes. What else would you put in there? No <laughs> observatory would be complete without the beer fridge bay. Exactly. So I'm looking, looking forward to that, and uh, there's some great winter objects coming up now. Um, and I can practice my... Uh, my imaging, uh, you know, getting the gathering the data for me hasn't been an issue. It's processing, so I still need to watch more of your videos. And uh, um, yeah, I'm going to make a, a a point of doing a lot more image processing uh, tutorials because yeah. uh, I get asked a lot, and uh, they're a lot of fun to make. So, and, and you just updated your Deep Sky Stacker video. I did yeah, for stacking uh, FITS files specifically. I had one up for doing raw files from a DSLR, but uh, FITS files are a little bit different. So uh, yeah, I put that up on the YouTube channel. Well, that, that, that's a powerful piece of software. And uh, um, anyone just starting out, or even if you're an um, intermediate advanced imager, uh, you're gonna be using Deep Sky Stacker um, at a minimum. Um, and I can hear some of my buddies yelling through the podcast right now who are pixel site guys. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're trying to get me to convert, but I, I... <laughs> you can't beat the price of deep sky stacker. That's no, for sure. That, that's, that's just it. 300 and some odd euros free. Um, so there's that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So anyone who wants to, to learn how to stack their images, uh, Watch Trevor's videos. Um, if you're doing one, if you're a DSLR guy, there's one for raw files. If you're a dedicated astronomy camera guy or gal, I'm sorry, um, then you can also use Deep Sky Stacker um, and watch Trevor's video uh, for that. Um, I don't really have anything else I wanted to talk about, Trevor. Do you? Well, you've been talking for a while, Steve. This is a long episode. I think we're pretty good. We've covered a lot. Yeah, I think we have. <laughs> I, I wonder how many times I said um this time. I'm gonna have to count. No, you're you're the only one that notices. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, everybody. 
Hopefully you can get out there under the skies and the weather cooperates with you. Get those images processed. We want to see them. Put them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Astro Backyard Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad you can uh, enjoy this hobby with us. I, I feel the same way. Clear skies. Clear skies. Clear skies.